Howdy and welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue and I love to read. You just say your name now. Hi, I'm Faith. <laughs> we didn't give you a thing to say. No. She does also like to read. I do like to read too. Yeah, you were on for the Ender's Game episode. Yeah, I did the Ender's Game episode. Me and Maria did. You look very uncomfortable. She's <laughs> recording. It's okay. We just talk. We pretend we're not. We're just going to do our favorite book. Because yeah. Gatsby's. We're doing The Great Gatsby by allegedly F. Scott Fitzgerald. Partially. Prob- maybe. Maybe some of it. When I went back through my read, I read it through that lens again that it could have been done by Zelda, and I was like, Nick is not giving prominent man. Because Tom is, and Tom's... Tom is something else. Nick is... He's got a lot of interesting perspectives that I don't think just a regular, straight... White. White. Regular um, rich man... Yeah, especially with a lot of the beliefs that F. Scott Fitzgerald held in his life. Yeah, at least he didn't call his cut the N-word like one of the other uh, authors, prominent authors of the time did. I can't remember who it was. His but, cat? Like, his cat was just like named the N-word, like oh. hard E-R and everything. Oh. Who was it? It was somebody really famous. I can't remember who it was. It was like Hemingway or something like that. But Future Blue popping in to say that it was actually H.P. Lovecraft. I know F. Scott is known for anti-Semitism. Oh, I could tell. I could tell. Really? Okay, maybe I'll find my second read with that perspective. I felt it. Yeah. Yeah, it was... There's a a lot of no's. He loves him. There's like a lot loves of... Loves a good nose. We're going straight into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what we'll do first okay. is... Well, we can talk about this, but we're going to do like the general overview and then like talk more in depth. But we read this book like at least once a year, you and yeah. I each. For context, well, we're sisters. Yes. I don't know if they knew We that. are sisters. <laughs> Whenever we used to go on like family vacation, we would just like have the Great Gatsby and like Always. pass it back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a quick read, rel- well, relatively, depending on your reading level yeah. and how fast you have. We both read pretty quick. Yeah, and once you've read it once, then you can just yeah go right through. And both of our books, my book has been annotated to hell and back. Yeah, um, mine's a bit ran through. I think my first, I wrote, like, when I first annotated this book was back in 2016. 2016. Which is super embarrassing, might I just, like, the, some of these <laughs> annotations, I'm like, you use. See, I never do, like, noted annotations. Like, mine are all, like... Like, I think I have, like, three different color highlights in here. Mm. Uh, two pens and, like... But yeah, I, I never, never write anything because I get nervous. No, well, I the first time I read this, 2016, I was in AP Lit. Oh. So I had to read this for literature. I'm sure I'd read it before then because I remember I wrote a paper on how the three, like, main women in this book are, like, the three different types of women that were at the time. The three were oh Myrtle. Yeah, J- J- uh, Jordan, Daisy. Who's the? It's like, are there? Does three. this book pass the Bechdel test? Well, I don't think it does. I don't think it does Wait. either. Mm-mm. I'm sure Jordan and Daisy at some point say something not about a man. They probably say something about like the wind, the heat. Oh, it's hot. Yeah, but when they first introduced Daisy, like, I'm so seepy, and it's like, okay, that passes the Bechdel test then. Yeah. <laughs> Feminist like, literature I'm right here. I'm it right here. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so we read this book a lot, so we have a lot of opinions on it. And I also like the 2013 movie a lot. Yeah. I remember when it came out, people were like, fuck that movie, and I was like... That's a really good adaptation. I actually really like it. <laughs> I actually have a funny story about the movie. So I'd already read the book because you'd brought it on vacation a few mm-hmm. times. So I'd probably read it, like, two or three times, and... 
I had seen the movie by yeah. the time I got to the English class mm-hmm. in which we would be reading it together. We had the same teacher for that class, too. Yeah, yeah, Our yeah. Our neighbors. So, so, like, we read the book, and then we're all like, oh, it's really good. I'm like, yeah, this book is good. Just wait for the movie. You guys are going to love it. And then we watched the movie in class. Everything. I had never seen the movie. Oh, you hadn't? The book is so good that you I had, like, three <laughs> images of Leonardo DiCaprio in my head. Yeah. I convinced myself that I saw the movie. I think the movie's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, I was watching crazy. it, and I was like, wait, I think I just, like, my, like, like imagination not... really, like, went off. You really did. Yeah. I mean, I really, I think the the 2013 movie, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but... I think it's pretty good. I really like it. And it everyone, I remember when it came out, everyone was like, it's too magical. It's too, like, what stars and shit. And I was like, okay, have you read the book? <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Because, like, <laughs> Nick's literally like, whoa, look at all this shit. Uh-huh. And then, like, Gatsby's like, and then, even though it's been five years, I think it'll be a good idea to just pretend it hadn't been. And it's like, oh, oh. you can't. No. You can't do that. <laughs> but, okay, let's get into the general overview. You can... The cast was really good, too. Yeah, I wouldn't the casting have casted it great. any other way. Well, and to What's-His-Face, the guy who plays Nick and DiCaprio are, like, tight best friends in real life, and that chemistry I could Well, it's, feel. like, Tobey Maguire Toby or something. Maguire, yeah, he has a crazy poker addiction, like, a crazy <laughs> gambling addiction. <laughs> I think they he? made a movie about how bad his gambling is. Oh, like, no. It's that's horrible. Completely irrelevant. Well, no, isn't he married, or has a kid? No, 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 that's... I think I always think he's the one who has the kid with Brenda Song from Disney Channel, but oh, that's no. Macaulay Culkin. That's Macaulay Culkin. They feel the They're same. They're both kind of like strung out. Yeah. They're just tired. Just let them take yeah. a nap. But. Just let them go to sleep. But no. he did really good in that movie. <laughs> oh, they killed it. Great Nick Carraway. Yes. Amazing. Nobody else could have done it. Probably. But this is a quick read. Like we were, It's only nine-ish chapters. Yeah, sure. Less than 150. Ah, uh, 175, mine, maybe. Yeah, mine says 175. We probably have different editions. I know, 180. <laughs> mine is so old. Oh, God. Yeah, so 180 pages-ish. But the writing is a lot more fantastical, so, like, if you read it in high school, they're like, and really pay attention to, like, the imagery. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I, I don't want to sometimes. Sometimes I just want to read the fucking book. Yeah. So that's one of the things, we don't have to talk about it now, but one of the questions I had that we should talk about at some point is did reading the book in high school did it like ruin it for a little bit or so Um, we'll come back to that one because I have a opinion I hate when people force symbolism into my head oh my god they're like think about a green light you all think about it. That's if I another want question. To. Like, I had shut was, up. How do you feel about the stupid fucking green light? That's the least important part of the fucking book. Whatever. Okay, yeah. we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll return to that because I've got a lot. To, hopefully, these the summary is like not too bad because again, it's quick and it all happens really fast too. It's really quick. So Nick Carraway is the main character ish. I wouldn't even say he's the main. He's like our narrator. He, yeah, he's the narrator, the person who's telling the story, and he moves to New York. Um, from the Midwest, around, like, 1926-ish. Oh, we're starting. We're starting the golden age. Yeah, they, they we're going right into jazz, flappers. He's also, like, really reasonable. He fought in the First Great War, and he really values truth and understanding people's lives and their circumstances. His This first page of this book, mm. this whole book Fucking is fire. great. Uh, reading is important. If you're going to read one page of any book on the planet... Read the first one read of the Gatsby. the first page of this fucking book. I literally, book. like, my... I always have, like, all of it highlighted because yeah, it's, it's so like, good. Like, he's like, 
even his, like his dad in it was like, whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages you have. I think every person on the planet could benefit. He puts <laughs> that in the second paragraph. The second, it's like the first like, weird, real full line. We're less than 50 words into this book and he drops the most important knowledge. And then he's like, I'm inclined to reserve old mm-hmm. judgments, a habit that, it doesn't even matter. But like this first page, not many people are inclined to reserve all judgments, that's for sure. It's, it's, I, I fucking love him. And okay. it really reflects in the book, too. Like, I feel right off the bat they were like, this is who Nick is, and yeah. and it was like, right away, yeah. It's the perfect way to set up a book, and it's not forceful. He just, like, literally says who he is mm-hmm. in the most beautiful way possible. He's like, I'd try not to judge. It's also advice. Yeah, gorgeous. Which is awesome. Doesn't happen a lot nowadays, that's for sure. Or even in the book, like, everybody else's judgmental is crap. But so. so Nick is living in West Egg in a little bungalow, which like gives in the movie such good cottage core vibes that so. that's where I want to live. Even in my brain, it's all it's like it's so perfect. Such a beautiful little cottage. <laughs> um, and then in the book, which they don't do in the movie, is he has a little housekeeper yeah. who helps him every once in a while, which it's I like completely a weird forgot nationality. About it. I forget. It's like a Swedish. Or they keep calling it. <laughs> they keep calling her like a Swede or a. I don't, it's Finn, com- she's Finnish. Finnish. Yeah. She, he actually just Finnish, calls her Finn. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Who even does that? <laughs> um, West Egg is filled with, like, all kinds of mansions, and they're pretty quick off the bat to go, it's new money, like, people who are making new money. Mm-hmm. I felt like in high school they were like, take a guess, like, you'll never guess which... And right off the bat, he's like, oh, yeah, so West Egg's new money and East Egg's old money, and that's where Daisy lives with... Um, Daisy is his cousin who lives with Tom Buchanan, who Nick knew in college. Tom's like a couple years older than him. And Tom is aggressive, it's to say the least. Everything you think of toxic masculinity. If she, whoever wrote this, she is what I wanted to say. <laughs> Only she, because I don't think another man would portray another man so poorly. And if he did, he's also gay. Yeah, true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but some of the ways Tom's Scott Fitzgerald wrote this. I mean, the way he writes Tom, he's like, wow, he's hot as fuck, but he is oh, such a dick. Literally, he's like, he's like, Tom is so aggressive, but then when he's describing him physically, he's like, he was literally, his, his muscles were bursting. They're bursting through the seams. His, his calves, and you're like, who cares about his calves? His calves are flowing over his boots. It's insane. Yeah, so Tom is, he's a dude. Um, and Daisy, she's obviously very pretty, um, and she has to, like, temper herself or, like, quilch her spirit because she is very smart and all that, um, but she lives in the 1920s. He also meets Jordan Baker, who's a golfer and more of, like, a free woman, woman of the 20s um, while at Tom and Daisy's for dinner. And at this dinner, Nick learns that Tom has a woman in the city as a mistress, and he woman very... In the city. <laughs> I love the line about the shrill uh, fifth guest at their dinner for the phone. Oh, the phone being a guest mm-hmm. is so good. I like that one. Um, that's I, I have one of the other questions I have is like, what what are your favorite lines? So think about that too. Um, but yeah, Jordan's like, I thought everybody knew. Tom's got a gal in the city. She's like straight up like while Tom's answering this phone. So apparently they've also had to leave a couple of their other places that they've lived in because Tom has cheated on his wife publicly and gotten caught which is so fucked (laughs) it's so embarrassing it's like come on dude you don't so embarrassing honestly this whole like first dinner in the first chapter is like 
It's got so much going on. I just love the beginning of this book because it's, like, so foundational. Like, yeah, like, the rest of the story is, like, fantastical and beautiful. But, like, this first chapter, you, like... You, you can feel it. And you really, like... I don't know. You just really get it. And yeah. it's easy. It's so easy to get. They're so direct with everything. Sorry, I just found a line. I just flipped to a random page and found a line about Tom. Not even the effeminate swank of his riding clothes could hide the enormous power that's, of that body. That's exactly what I've been looking for. <laughs> yes, because why would he see that? He seemed that? to fill those glistening boots until he strained the top lacing, and you could see a great pack of muscles shifting when his shoulder moved under his thin coat. It was a body capable of enormous, enormous leverage, a cruel body. A cruel body. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's something, so I've been reading a lot of fantasy lately, like, somebody would describe, like, the big elf king, like, wow, he's got a cruel body. A cruel body is insane. Oh, but so he, it might be pretty, but he's an asshole. Um, at the end of, like, chapter one, Nick kind of introduces the audience to Mr. Gatsby, his eccentric new money neighbor who's in this gigantic castle and throws these crazy parties. And Nick describes, you know, he lives in East and West Lake Egg are basically like two peninsulas with a bay in between. And on their way into New York City, there's this place called the Valley of Ashes, which is a desolate part of the town. And one day after lunch with Tom, Tom pulls him off the train and introduces him to his mistress and her husband, who are Mr. and Mrs. Wilson. Which this shit is crazy. He's just like, hey, this is my mistress. Tom's and like, wait, wait, wait. No, the whole the time. Really quick. <laughs> no, literally, the whole time Nick stop. is like, I want to leave. And Nick's like, I want to leave. And Tom's like, no, 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 no. We got to hop off this fucking train. And my we gotta girl's go. out here. Bro, your girl's my cousin. <laughs> girl, what do you mean your girl? Daisy doesn't live out here. Crazy. And um, Miss Wilson comes into town with Nick and Tom, where they have this big, like, very intimate party with her sister Catherine and their below neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. McKee. And Mr. McKee is an artist, too. And this is the part where it's, like, not really Nick's vibe. And he tries to leave. Like three times, and Tom's I have like, "Stay." To say about the end of how this ends. Yeah, I know it's chapter at the end of chapter two, I think. Yeah, I think we just found it. And um, you know, he's eventually persuaded to stay. And Catherine is like, "They neither of them really like the person they're with." And Nick's like, "Okay." Which, if you um in real life look at relationships, sometimes you will. <laughs> sometimes find that happens. That, that happens more often. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually a fight breaks out between Myrtle, who's Mrs. Wilson. And Tom, and then Tom just straight up breaks her fucking nose. Yeah, his backhands. And then I wrote in my notes, weird gay bit. Yeah, there's such a weird gay <laughs> bit here at the end that... Do you want to handle that one? <laughs> I think I could just do a summary over it. So, like, uh, Myrtle's, she's bleeding, everybody's freaking out, and then Mr. McKee, the husband of that lives there, mm -hmm. um... Like, not the husband, but the neighbor. The, yeah, the under-the-stairs neighbor. under the. Floor. And Nick, they're like, okay, it's time to go. We gotta go. <laughs> he turns, continues out the door, they're chilling. And it's just Mr. McKee and Nick at this point. It's just those two, and then the rest of it, you can tell, like, I think, did Nick say this was the first time in his life he's been drunk? I feel like that's an this important... This is the second time in his the life The second time in drunk. his life. So he's, like, very drunk. This is new he's for him. He's out of it. And these next sentences are, like, if you, like, think of them through, like, drunkness, he says, this is, like, no context. Come to lunch, he suggested, as we groaned down in the <laughs> elevator. And then, all of a sudden, there's, like, an elevator boy 
boy that's referenced, and he says, keep your hands off the lever. Mr. What? P's like, me? I beg your pardon. I didn't, I didn't even know, know I was touching I it. I didn't even know I was touching it. What does that even mean? So weird. And, and then, then, yeah, this next bit, <laughs> this last paragraph here. And then all of a sudden, Nick wakes up, standing besides, beside his bed, and he was getting up, and he's in his underwear, and he's looking it at his he's art. he's clad in his underwear, insinuating God. that Nick is wearing Mr. McKee's underwear. <sighs> Which, if I know anything about... Gays. Drunk people. <laughs> and just like artistic people, it's like you would, there's a good, that you could, yeah. that could happen. And I think that's what might have happened here. Yeah, it seems like. Super weird. And so like the way it happens too is they're in the elevator having this weird, weird lever discussion. And then it's like the next paragraph starts out dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I was standing besides his bed, which is like, okay. That's, and I never read it that way before as a kid, and I'm sure in high school they were like, please don't let nobody mention it. Please nobody mention the gay part. It's also, like, because it, it feels so choppy, and, like, honestly, like, if I read it as a, like, in high school, I'd be like, well, that was a stupid fucking way to write a translation yeah, to, like, do you know oh, what I mean? he must be drunk as fuck. Just say the night ended. Next. Yeah, but literally. now it's, like, he's very intentional as a writer, and... If that's not the intention of this, then I don't yeah. understand what's Cause, happening. Because the other intention could be just, like, he's maybe drunk. Yeah. But the clad in his underwear and, like, standing in his sheets. Like, why is he in this bed? Why is he in somebody else's underwear? He wore his own underwear. Why are you in that bed? Why are you, yeah. How does, what does that have to do with being an artist? It doesn't seem... Also, like, afterwards, they go through uh, Mr. McKee's portfolio exactly what a gay person would do after sex. You gotta look at my art. It's such a strange thing. Yeah, so that's uh, the first time I've actually ever read that. That's the first time I read it that way, too. And I remember you mentioned it earlier when we were first talking about doing this episode months ago. Very long time ago. (laughs) And I was reading it, and then I, like, remembered, and I was like, oh. And then I, like, got to that last chapter. I was like, oh. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, the lever, even the lever thing I can get past. It's like, yeah. okay, weird. I've um, I've pulled levers I shouldn't have pulled yeah, before, oops. and I've gotten in trouble for it, and it's been really bad. I've pressed buttons, I've pulled levers. <laughs> so, like, maybe he's, like, having his little, like, intrusive thought moment. But yeah. once you get to the dot, dot, dot. Yeah, the dot, dot, I'm dot. I'm basically naked in his bed. Like, but, like, re- no homo. That's literally or maybe a little almost homo. exactly what it says. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? Good part. It's the 1920s. Have your fun. But as long as you don't cheat on your wife, or if you do, just don't do it publicly. Yeah. Duh. Um, and then the next bit, Nick is observing the coming goings of his um, neighbor, Mr. Gatsby. Like, people are always coming in. There's parties. And then one day, Nick gets, like, an actual paper invitation. He's like, awesome. Like, I cannot wait to go to Mr. Gatsby's party. And I think I when I was reading this, I was like, this is an interesting part because, like, Usually people just come to Gatsby's, but I think Nick has that, like, um, Midwest politeness where he's like, well, I can't just show up. Yeah. He's very polite. And then when he's there, he's like, I have to find Mr. Gatsby and thank him. Yeah. And he's like, I have to. And then, like, to the point where he's like, I don't know what to do anymore. And then that's when he sees Jordan Baker. And he's like, I'm just going to attach myself to her. Like, he literally, oh, he's, he's like, so I, need, me. <laughs> I need somebody to, to be with. He's like, please, just one familiar face and I'll follow them around this entire night. Yeah. And, and like, it doesn't hurt that she's really hot. So he definitely played his cards right that he's day. He's definitely, if that was a little gay bit, he's definitely a little bi. 
Like, because oh, yeah. he, he is like, Jordan is hot as fuck. Yeah. He, and he's, he's, like, he's having his fun. Yeah. He's just doing what he can. You know, he's just a guy being a dude. And um, he talks to people, hears all kind of r- rumors about Gatsby, about how he's killed a man, how he's like a cousin of some German guy, all that kind of stuff. And Nick realizes like nobody really knows a single thing about Gatsby. <laughs> and at this party, it's like this party, I think, is portrayed really well in the movie with like it's like elaborate, chaotic. And he eventually just like settles into not being able to thank Gatsby. And then some man, random man starts talking to him. He's like, oh my god, I haven't even been able to thank Mr. Gatsby. And the guy goes, oh, I'm Gatsby. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And then um, they talk for a minute, and then Gatsby requests Jordan Baker's like presence. They're going to talk, which, leave Nick, which leaves Nick alone for a little bit. And when she comes around again, she's like, like an hour later, she's like, oh my god, I have the best news in the whole world. And he's like, she's like, but I can't tell you. Which would piss I, me like, right off. I fucking hate when people do that. <laughs> like, just Don't even tell me. tell me you learned anything. Like, then. shut the fuck up then. Don't say a thing. And at the end of this um, chapter, th- chapter three, Nick puts a little bit about how these three nights that he wrote about meeting Daisy and Tom, meeting Tom and Myrtle, and then mm-hmm. the first party actually didn't happen back to back. He's like, I know I wrote it like that, but like... I was actually working over the summer. I had other friends. Like, yeah. I even had a short affair with another woman. Like, he's like, I also spent a lot of time with Jordan. And he's like, I realized she was kind of overall a liar. She was a dishonest person. And mm. I, I might be the only honest person I know. Which is, I've heard some discussion about that. It's like the kind of thing where it's like when somebody is like, I am the most this person ever. Mm-hmm. I'm the most, like, respectful person. I'm yeah. the most honest or say, I I get a little nervous like what are you hiding? I'm like because it's like for sure from what we see he's very honest but he's also the writer yeah it's like Katniss and Mockingjay where you're like are you you're not very reliable yeah like I don't know if I trust you I trust him to death for some reason but that's what I he wants too. but I don't know there's some obviously some weird stuff happens yeah and, and like and also a friend to all is a friend to none. Sorry, Nick. Like, no. he's kind of, like, playing all sides. Yeah. With, like, like how are you going to, like... He's, like, the kid between divorced parents. Like, no, yeah, no, that's okay. He's like, no, yeah. I love him. And, like, he... All the time, like, the whole book, like, when he's in uncomfortable situations, he's like, I would like to leave. And somebody else bullies him. Either Gatsby, Tom, Daisy, Jordan. Somebody bullies him into staying. And he does. Yeah. He's kind of a little... He's been in a war. He's, like, 27. Yeah. Like, like, you can... You can back off for, like, five minutes. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So that was chapters one through three. So he really shoves a lot into the first three chapters. Like, I would say it's a significant part of the book. Yeah, I feel like there's never not information being, like, Like shoved shoved in. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. As we keep going, we'll do, like, the next three chapters. So, one day in July, Gatsby just shows up, and he's like, Nick, we're going to lunch together. Like I said, Nick gets bullied quite often (laughs) into doing things. (laughs) And on this trip together, Gatsby tells him, like, some of his, like, life story about how he was inheriting all this money, then he went into the war, and then afterwards he went to Oxford. And during this, Nick is like, yeah, I can kind of get why people think this guy's lying about things. Yeah. And um, 
Cassie. I feel like one time he looks at him and he's like, oh, he's like a liar. Like, yeah, he says like, something and he's like, oh, he's yeah, full of shit. He looked at me sideways and I knew why Jordan Baker had always believed he was lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, he was like, okay, I see it. His okay. whole statement fell to pieces. He said, like, the way that he said he was educated at mm-hmm. Oxford, he hurried the phrase, choked like, on yep. it. Yeah, so I think that's interesting. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, he's and like, I wait, like you're that. full of shit. Like, I can see it. But he's not like, I hate him now. He's just huh. like, okay, well, I think he might be full of shit, and that's not like the biggest deal in the whole world. Yeah. Because then Gatsby like pulls out a medal and a picture. Like, I think it's all, every time I see this part, I always think it's funny that he has these pieces of proof on him. <laughs> like he knew dang good and well he was gonna, but he's like, okay, look at this medal and this picture. Please believe me. <laughs> validate me. Yeah, and then please validate Nick's me. like, okay, yeah. I mean, like, how can I not? These mm. look real. And then they pop into, like, a weird little rich people food area and meet Mr. Wolfsheim. Wolfsheim? Wolfsheim. Oh, Wolfsheim? yeah, yeah. This uh, very classic. Very Jewish guy. Very classic stereotype we got here. Yeah. Um, he's the guy who fixed the World Series, apparently. And he also shows Nick his cufflinks made of human molars. It's like, sorry, but that's kind of fucking badass. <laughs> it's kind of hard as shit, yeah. If somebody was like... <laughs> You'd freak out. You don't like body bits like that or anything. I know, but then I would know they're not somebody to mess with. (laughs) You'd be like, I, okay. And that's what he wanted to say. Yeah, well, and yeah, because like Mr. Wolfram's like, Nick, like, oh my God, Gatsby's the best. Did you know he went to Augsford? And, um, Nick, this, this is one of the things that I love so much in the book is like, Nick, like fucking, he's like, man, let's stop saying OGG, like (laughs) Augsford, like, stop it. That's not how you say it. But, yeah, Mr. Wolfram is like, oh, my God, Gatsby's the best. Like, he would never step, like, in, involve himself in somebody's marriage. Like, he's really well-educated, and Nick's like, uh, okay. Okay. All right. And then, like, this guy leaves, and Gatsby's like, oh, my God, like, how are you doing? And then, like, Tom's there, and Nick's like, oh, I have to say hi to Tom. And Gatsby just so disappears. This is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, Gatsby's like, peace. He turns one, he's like, he's like, hold on, buddy, I gotta go say hi to my, my friend. And then he's like, wait, where did he go? Which I feel, honestly, like, I'd be like, okay, that I'm sounds like that I'm not saying hi to somebody I don't want to <laughs> say hi to. But it's also oddly suspicious. Yeah. Also, this entire conversation with, like, Wolfsheim yeah. is, like, that's basically just them telling us that, hey, he is involved in yeah, very shady involved stuff. Yeah, involved in nef- nefarious items. I think they... It's the 20s, so it's prohibition. They're very, like, trying to hint. Without, they never say it if he they is a bootlegger. No. Yeah. But they... But it's definitely um, scammy something. Yeah, they inherit it, or inherit it, imply it significantly. Like, yeah. he's on calls all the time with Detroit and Chicago and yeah. stuff like that. But... Honestly, it's like, I don't really care exactly what he did, so I think that's kind of fun. We, they don't waste all of our time with, like, yeah. learning about some scam. I can read a book about scams in the 1920s if I wanted to. I can read books about scams all the time. Like, yeah. I get... But cool. He got money, and he got it in a way He's, that you're not he supposed to bank. get. Okay. Yeah, that's Perfect. awesome. I'm proud of him. Um, But it also shows that, like, Tom is hanging out in the same places as these like, other guys. So, like... There's not a distinction there between like oh, which I never of, yeah about like Tom there's not like a the... West Egg East Egg kind of thing at this establishment. I like, mean, once you come to New York, <laughs> that's maybe that's what that means. Like, <laughs> um, during like he has an afternoon lunch with what's her face with Jordan, and this is when Nick is told the story of how Gatsby and Daisy met five years ago. 
Um, they met at the war stuff. War split them up, but they were like big in love. And this is all from the perspective of Jordan. So she's like, then Gatsby disappeared and we never heard anything for a year. And Daisy ended up getting married to Tom. And on the day before the wedding, she received a letter that that said she changed her mind. She drank a shit ton. And um, they assumed it must have been from Gatsby. But the day after, she marries Tom anyway. And a year later, they have their daughter, which they barely mention. Oh, yeah. Like, once in the first, once in the second chapter. And then once in, like, the seventh chapter, and that's it. She only gets named once. Does she have a name? Yeah, it's Pammy. Ew. Yeah, not great. Daisy and Pammy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but then again, Tom, they have to keep moving around because Tom keeps getting publicly caught cheating on her. The first one of getting caught cheating, where is that? Because that was so In the so San Francisco when funny. he's driving drunk with the woman in this passenger Was like seat. a babysitter or something or a house cleaner? <laughs> yeah, she was a She broke her cleaner. arm. Mm-hmm. And it was in the news and everything. <laughs> like, come on, dude. You couldn't have it's been a little Khloe bit more. It's very Kardashian and Justin Thomas, like. Yeah, you could have been just a smidge more. Can you cheat in private, please? Literally. No, like... <laughs> you know how often you could cheat in private back then? They so didn't easy. have, like, all it's, the crap we found. They didn't have social media, like... It's the same way, like, it's like, okay, if, if you don't have, like, cell phones... Yeah. Or anything, like, cameras, accessible How are you cameras, gonna catch a murder? Is that where you're how going? How are you catching... You have to be a really bad murderer. You have to be a really, really bad, bad robber. You have to be a really bad cheater. Like, how are you getting... Like, she's calling you in the middle of dinner. Yeah. What? Put some fucking, your, fucking common sense in your juice. Like, what are you doing? Get your bitches in line, bro. Literally. <laughs> like, what? And then he does a bit later when he smashes the yeah, shit out of her. Yeah, he does. I guess so. But that was the 1920s way of getting your bitch yeah. in line. It didn't work either. It didn't. She was still it a whole really did it. Not that we endorse or yeah, condone don't be, don't any of that. Anybody. But ideally, but if you're gonna do it, it would work. Anyways, Gatsby is requesting through Jordan that Tom or Tom that Nick invite Daisy over for tea so he can casually pop by and they can meet again, which feels so very high school. Like, oh he's like, God. will you, like, slide a note into her locker? So, mm-hmm. and, like, will you say it's from somebody else? But it's, it's like, yeah. you're literally 30. Yep. <laughs> you're literally 30 years old. So embarrassing. No, it's like, well, you're her neighbor. And if I come over to your house, then, like, yeah. it's so high school. Like, it's like, well, what if we go for a walk around the block a couple <laughs> times in front of her house? It's like, what? So, I also wonder how Gatsby knew Nick New Daisy. It must have been through Jordan or something. Jordan must have brought it up. So I know Daisy had asked Jordan when Jordan had been like, oh, you live yeah, over. Yeah, at the in- first invite. Yeah, so Jordan knew Nick was the neighbor. Mm-hmm. So Jordan was probably like, oh, yeah, you're the neighbor of Nick, I know, who yeah. I know. Yeah. Because Daisy, who recognized your name. I think that cat's gonna get up with you. Move your book and pat the pillow. See, he's gonna come up here with you. (laughs) Hi, cutie. Oh, Mm. he just said your feet are too stinky. Gosh. I'm kidding. He's just a bitch. (laughs) 
But um, for me, if I was Jordan, I'm always trying to figure out how all the random people yeah. in my life know each other. And, and I'm she's like, totally nosy oh, like that. Oh, you know, how do you know her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like my favorite game yeah. to play. <laughs> it's like it's like trying to put a family tree together. Exactly. Which I know because I've done mine for Warrior Cats. <laughs> Which I can imagine. <laughs> it's a little chaotic. It's not as easy. But this as is you the real think. life version of it. Version of it. Um, at home, Nick meets Gatsby, who's like super, like like it's so high school at this point. Like he's like, oh, like you don't have to do it. And Nick's like, no, I'd be happy to. What day works for you? And and Gatsby's like, no, no, for you. What yeah. day works best for you? I think this is where Gatsby is the most. The only time. From my perspective, where Gatsby appears charming in any way. Yeah, because he's, like, a real human. I think it is, like, just, like, very sincere how yeah. nervous he is. And I, like, once you get to, like, like when he's at his parties and he's being, like, flexing. It's like, I'm like, Mr. Gatsby. It's like, jazz, this whole thing. But, no, when he, this very sincere yeah. from him. These, like, two or three days where he's, like, so, like... Because even then, Nervous. like, Nick's like, I'm happy to invite. And, like, Gatsby's like, okay, I'm just going to, like, clean your whole house and, yeah. and get a bunch of flowers. Get your lawn mowed, like. To the point where, like, Daisy shows up and she's, like, jokingly, but, like, a little free. She's like, you're not in love with me, are you? Yeah. I was <laughs> just like, what the hell is going on? Which, to me, as, like, a human in this era, I'm like, aren't you guys cousins? Like. There are cousins removed. Second cousins or something yeah. once removed. But still, and I'm like. something weird. I remember looking up there. Their family tree. Yeah, there's also, there's something weird going on in their family. We'll talk about that later if we have time. <laughs> but um, Daisy and Gatsby, when they first meet each other, super uncomfortable. Like, barely talking. And Nick's like, I'd like to leave. <laughs> like, this is I another don't one have to like, be here. And he actually does. He's like, I'm just going to go. And, like, he literally just sits in the rain outside of his yeah, house. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> until, like, until he feels like he can go back in, which is probably, like, 30 minutes to an hour. He's just out in the rain because these two want to hold hands or something. That's so awkward. And then, like, Gatsby's like, you, Daisy, like, Nick, you guys have to come to my house. And Nick's like, I don't want to. And Gatsby's like, nonsense. You're you have. But I, in my, like, brain, like, I think it's more of, like, he needs, he feels like he needs a chaperone. Mm-hmm. Like, like, again, like, this is back when, like, they first met and they needed chaperones or, yeah. like, he's uncomfortable because she's ma- something like that. He doesn't want to make her, un- all that kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think it's partially that, but then also I get, like, part of it, it's, like, I think they're also so removed from reality mm-hmm. and how they feel about each other, Gatsby and Daisy both, yeah. where it's, like, if Nick is always there, then it's always, like, They've still like going to be partially surface level. Mm-hmm. Like, they never have to, like, be, like... Oh, does this actually make any sense? Like, are our feelings yeah. valid? Because they're not going to talk about all their feelings. And they're like, oh, there. perfect. Look at all these shirts. Like, when yeah. Daisy starts crying at the shirt. Oh, my God. I fucking hate that line. Oh, these are such beautiful shirts. Shut it's up. It's like, okay, wow. The li- I'm, so this is, like, the point in the book where I still love this book, but it, it gets a little tacky. Yeah. For me, that line is so... And I still, like, barely get it. I'm like, okay. Okay, wow. I think it's like, oh. It's like the inclusion for me of, like, the the guy in the library and then the car scene. I'm like, I just don't care. Not fucking relevant. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's just like, just like, okay. I just literally say, like, didn't even include Wow, it. this luxury, the luxury that yeah. you have access to is so beautiful. She's so excited. Look now. at the life that we could have had together. Yeah. And then crying and like, over shut her shirt. Up. Yeah, something about it. Um, we turn here into, I turn kind of into a 
not an active Daisy hater. It's just oh, I don't like Daisy at all. Okay, cool. F. Scott just Fitzgerald <laughs> is writing her to be completely intolerable. Like she's I so hate fucking, her. She's awful. Oh my I god. I prefer being friends with Jordan than Daisy for sure. Because Jordan is at least clear that she's a liar and a cheat. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Like she's aware of her dishonesty, but Daisy's like, no, not me. She's no. also just like. She's kind of a nothing character. Honestly, I'd kind She's of like, vibe with Myrtle, even, over yeah, Daisy. Yeah, honestly, Myrtle can party <laughs> Not at cool least. cheating, but, like... At least she can party. Yeah. But, like, for me, Daisy's just one of those characters where it's like, here's a pretty girl that everybody gets to project their emotions onto. That's the purpose she serves. Yeah. And she's and not even a she's, person. And she's, like, aware of it, too. Because, like, remember at the beginning when she talks about her daughter, she's like, and I was so glad she was a girl. Because, like, I hope she's dumb. And it's like, okay... Yeah. Yeah, which we, that is like the one line that we know is confirmed, written by, by Zelda. Zelda. Of course, it had to have been. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just no. If I was F. Scott would be able to be like, at least she's a girl. She <laughs> better have big old honkers. Like, yeah. <laughs> <shit> like Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, at the house, you know, they're doing weird rich people shit where Gatsby's just like showing her everything. And, you know, this is when... That's me when somebody comes over and I want to show them my trinkets. <laughs> Look at all my things. <laughs> Look at all my boxes. I got this at the thrift store. <laughs> Um, and then this is when they talk about the stupid green light and Nick like even he's like sitting there he's like I don't even know why I'm here I'm completely forgotten Yeah, I feel bad for Nick a little bit it's so awkward it's like more than a third wheel because they're dependent on him they're completely dependent on him and I really do think it's like a buffer situation where they're like we he's the only like viable connector of them at this point in their lives yeah like they They know they don't have a future together Mm-hmm. They know their relationship is like just. It's all surface level you're again hot, at this point. You're yeah. hot. We. And but except for on Gatsby's side, it's you're hot. Let's go back five years. Let's pretend five years didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And Daisy's like, Ugh. I things actually She's... happened for me in the last five yeah. years. Like I have a kid. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh. would love to, but I'm actually just gonna entertain this for a while because I'm having a good time. Yeah, literally. I'm yeah. just like fucking vibing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it feels a little bit like maybe she would want to get back at Tom for all of his cheating. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I can feel. Let's go, girl. <laughs> Live okay. your truth. Okay, queen. <laughs> Live your truth. Um, and at this part is where we learn Gatsby's real life story. He was a, like his real, real life story, not the real fake one he told Nick in the car. Mm-hmm. Where he was a son of a poor family in the Midwest, left home early. They also kind of imply that Gatsby was high-key a slut during this time. Oh, it have to be. I know, I'll, I'll read Wait, it. Wait, what did they imply? I they, they say he was a slut. I have to find it, because it was good. Wasn't he from something weird, like North oh. Dakota? Yeah, or Minnesota or something like that. But here, so like, what he... What are you on? Um, for me, it's 98. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, North Dakota. Um, he knew women early, and since they spoiled him, he became content- com- contemptuous of them, of young virgins because they were ignorant, of others because they were hysterical about things, and his overwhelming self-absorption he took for granted. So basically, he really, he's like, awesome. Gatsby was kind of a slut, high <laughs> But he's also getting spoiled. Yeah, he's like, a, he's like a, probably got some good sugar mamas That's awesome. during that time. So, um, he, at this point, he was working at Lake Superior in Michigan, and some random guy named Dame, Dan Cody had, uh, anchored his yacht in a bad spot. So Gatsby, like, went out to help him, and 
ended up living and learning all he could from mysterious millionaire Dan Cody. And they ended up sailing around the world three times, which sounds really fun in theory. Sorry, this part has always made me laugh. This is how he meets Dan Cody. He had been coasting all along, like, shores, and when he turned up as, like, Jay Jay Gatsby's Destiny and Little Girl Bay. Why did it have to be Little Girl Bay? Mm. Sorry, that has a terrible ring to it. Oh, yeah, I see it there. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't like that either. Huh. I know, it's just like a weird little detail. It could have been anything else. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, (laughs) But then eventually they um, insinuate that Dan Cody had been murdered by his money-hungry wife. Mm -hmm. and Women. Bitches, am I right? (laughs) What can you do? I mean, murder your husband and get all of his money. (laughs) There's one winner in this book, and it's her. (laughs) It's really, truly. (laughs) Um, And Gatsby never received his rightful inheritance, but... He was left with his education from this period. And so here Nick also discusses discusses a time where Tom and a few other folk rode horses up to Gatsby's house. And they were like, Gatsby goes away for a minute. And the three of them who are all these like posh old money people, they're like, why does he not get any of our social cues? Like he is weird as fuck. <laughs> like to the point where Tom, like Nick feels like he has to like defend him. Um, so, your man, <laughs> get him, Nick. And it's all really weird. And like, if it was this day and age, people would be like, "Is Gatsby autism coded?" No, I think he's just kind of a everybody's goober. autism coded. <laughs> it's just the autism. <laughs> um, but then Tom and Daisy come to one of Gatsby's party, and Tom becomes the polo player, which he hates, and I love. And Daisy and Gatsby walk around, and Daisy doesn't like it, but but pretends to to make Gatsby happy, and also to spite Tom, because Tom hates it so much. (laughs) She does love to piss him off. It does happen at the first dinner party where she keeps calling him, like, a a word for strong, but it's, like, kind of a A brute. A brute. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I hate that. And she'll say it, like, three more times. and? Love her for that. And? What are you gonna do? beat her probably but like slightly. my little menace no main wife usually doesn't get beaten he That's has to true. focus all that rage on uh, on, this, on the second on the mistress. <laughs> um after they leave Gatsby's like I just want to start over with Daisy back from the beginning as if the last five years never happened and I want her to tell Daisy or I want her to tell Tom she never loved him and Nick's like hey that's let's kind of bring it down to reality that's a lot to ask you can't repeat the past and he's like, no, I think we're going to do that. Because, like, Gatsby, like, knew that when he kissed Daisy all those years ago, he knew damn good and well his life would change forever. But it all feels very one-sided. It also feels like, for me, he's not, like, all, like, oh, it's changing because I met the love of my life and now my like soul is fulfilled. Like, she's a possession fulfilled. now. Yeah, and his... Closeness, his closeness to her represents like his success. Yeah, because he was born poor and all that. And if he is with Daisy, then that is like his destiny that he's talking about is that he yeah. gets to be invited into the upper echelon. He is like he also kind of. Well, Nick compares him to like God a lot, like like mm-hmm. Gatsby is his own God, not like the God, but like his own God. Which would be a pretty big compliment back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so these are the last chapters now. We're on seven to nine. 
And this is kind of where the scandal happens, where um, Gatsby kind of shuts everything down. Daisy and Gatsby are having a full-blown affair. <laughs> Gatsby stops his parties, fires his staff. And a few days later, which this part goes really quick, Gatsby calls Nick and invites him over to dinner at Daisy and Tom's, which is weird. Super weird. But he's like, don't worry, Jordan will be there. And Nick's like, oh my god, something's going on. Like, oh my god, I so don't want to do this. So weird. But he's polite, so he does. And it's like the hottest day ever for him. And I love this scene in the movie. This is one of my favorite scenes. Oh, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. <laughs> but I love that like Nick and, D- and Jordan are just like... Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so it's already like right off the bat uncomfy. Like... Because everybody there knows that Gatsby and Daisy are having an affair. Everybody there knows that Tom and somebody else are having an affair. Except for Nick knows who Tom's mistress is. Mm -hmm. Jordan knows both of these things are happening and loves the gossip. (laughs) And Gatsby's there hoping that Daisy's going to tell Tom that she never loved him. Mm -hmm. So that's everything that's going on. There's a lot of moving parts here. Like, at some point, Tom leaves the room... And to get them drinks, and Gatsby kisses Daisy in front of everybody. And Jordan's like, there are ladies present. He's so crazy. I'm like, ah, chill. (laughs) So, anyway. Just to, like, say how crazy Gatsby is right now, he fired all of his house staff. staff. Yeah. Because he didn't want anyone to gossip about him and Daisy. Yeah. Like, this man is full into a mania right now. Like, something's wrong with him. Something's wrong. Everything is on the line for this. And there's not a clear timeline, but considering they... When did they? One day in July. So, like, let's say early July. July 10th is when Gatsby's like, hey, here's my fake life story. Go talk to Jordan. And that's when they... So then, like... I think this isn't an August day. Yeah, so this is... Yeah, like, the leaves are starting to change colors. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even now. So, maybe late August, early September. Yeah. So, this has all happened over a period of two months where Daisy's been full-blown having an affair with Gatsby, probably. Yikes. Really crazy. So, again, like, it's really uncomfy. Like, even Tom's, like, in a mania. Like, some... But the, the, the two aggressive men in this room are in weird moods. Super weird. <laughs> they then decide, like, oh, let's just go downtown, and then they do the car switch. I, I, it's basically the car switch metaphor. I don't really understand it. I don't... Well, I... I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I don't say it in, like, a non, like... It feels, like, very, like... Like, offensive? No, it's just, like... I don't... It's, like, when you men, men in their cars. Yeah. Just guys being dudes, like... They're like, oh, yeah, you think yours rides well? Oh, let's switch. Let me, let, let me, let me show it's, you guys. And, and Tom's, like, ordering all this. So he's like, no, I'll take your car, Gatsby. And Gatsby's like, no. And he's like, no, seriously, I'm taking your car. And then Daisy kind of pops out, and she's like, I'll ride with Gatsby then. Which, she's so crazy for that. Fucking insane. <laughs> and that's so how shit really, really, really hits the fan. Because why would she say why that? Why would she do that? Because, like, Nick... And Jordan are just like, like, I imagine them in the backseat, like, terrified children, like, like something is wrong. Because Nick is just like, I'm not fucking dumb. Like, I know what's going on. And then has the audacity to stop by his mistress's gas station. And then at his mistress's gas station, Mr. Wilson's looking, like, sickly pale. He's like, we're leaving town. 
um, I found out some news about my wife and we're just gonna we're just gonna head out west. And this is when Tom realizes that in the span of one day he could possibly lose two. His two women. I'm sure there's more, but two of his main girls. Even though I will say, again, he has a daughter. He has, like... Oh, that's not important. Not at all. This is so relevant. Like, even in the movie, I think they did a good job because, like, I fucking completely I forget that they have a daughter. Um, they go to a hotel, and it's so awkward and uncomfortable, and Nick's just, like, there. And so is Jordan. Like, it's just Jordan and Nick kind of, like... And Tom, like, they go through all this where Tom, like, is like, Gatsby, you're not, like, a real blah 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 And Daisy's like, I will not have any of this. And then Tom's like, okay, let's just get straight to the fucking point. Why are you fucking my wife? <laughs> let's put it all out there. And then Daisy's, like, super uncomfy and he's, like, going, like, back and forth and... He's like, tell Tom you never loved him. Like, he, like, at this point, Gatsby... so crazy. So crazy. And Gatsby is becoming very, like, aggressive in the way that, like, Tom is at this point. Yeah. And so, like, he's, like, talking over her, like, saying what she's feeling. And, um, you know, Daisy's even like, no, fuck you, Tom. Like, I, I do actually hate you. And then Gatsby's like, well, say you don't love him. Like, you've never loved him. Don't love is crazy. And, um... Because that's such a big ass. And obviously she can't say that. Say you've never loved him. Never. Like, even people I don't like, I've liked at some point, probably. Yeah. I can hate somebody, but I won't be able to say I never liked them. Like, and that's such a big... And, again, I feel like it's like a courtroom with these witnesses of Jordan and Nick. (laughs) And again, they're not saying shit this whole fucking time. They're just observing. And then Tom, like, he can kind of feel that Gatsby's, like, starting to get on edge. So he starts really egging him on to piss him off. And then Gatsby does freak out, which scares Daisy. And they kind of, like, Tom immediately realizes he's won. Yeah. And he... It was really good. I don't know. I think he just kind of got her back on his side. Yeah, because, like, I think... What did he do? Also, I think it's weird, like, Gatsby keeps being like, this has been going on for five years, but also, like, it hasn't. Yeah, he's like, this affair has been going on for five years. And and Nick, or Tom's like, five years? Yeah. And he's like, well, no. No. And then so Tom's like, oh, about so it no. For that long, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's been happening in my head every single night before bed. And, Tom, and then Tom's even like, well, then that doesn't count. Yeah. Which, honestly, Tom keeps a really level heavy. No, honestly, no, it sucks to say, but, like, it's one of those things where sometimes when you're, like, witnessing an argument and the person you want to lose is, like, you're, like, fuck. Like, shit. That was a really good comeback. Oh, my God. It's happened to me before, too, where I'm, like, damn, you absolutely beat me. Literally. Verbally, but. And Tom totally, like. Tom. Tom must have been able to read Gatsby like a fucking book because he picked all the right buttons to press he knows, I mean, he knows Daisy. They might be, like, weird 1920s married where he's cheating on her all the time. But they've been married for five years. Yeah. And, she, and then, so this is a good one where she, Daisy's like, I never loved him. And then Tom's like, not the day I carried you down yeah. to keep your shoes dry. Really? And she's like, mm, fuck. Which I think is honestly, like, kind of sweet of Tom. Like, to be like, listen, like, because, like, they're... 
there are people who can love multiple people. There is polyamory. This yeah. is not it. Yeah. This is not an open relationship. Yeah. But he could still love Daisy and be an asshole. Exactly. Which seems like what it is. Uh-huh. And he's reminding her of that. Is like, he's literally like, we'll do something different. I am, he's not in so many words, being like, I am an asshole. But like, I do love you and you love me. Or at least some version of that. Yeah. And then like, Tom has a really good point where he's like, how, how do you want, like, her to say that she never loved me and that she loved you the whole time? She didn't even know you were alive. Literally. Like, <laughs> she, like well, you weren't even around. Yeah, like, what do you want? Like, and he's got, like, and again, they're both talking over Daisy at yeah. this point. Like, Daisy's, like, interjecting every once in a while. Well, because as soon as Tom says that, Gatsby goes, I want to speak to her alone. She's all excited now. Yeah, Gatsby's like, fuck. That's a crazy it's thing It's like in a courtroom say. when they're like, please calm the witness. The witness needs to be calmed. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, so during this whole thing, um, Tom, at the end, like when Tom knows he's won, he then commands, like he's like, you two leave. Tom, or, or what's his face? Gatsby and Daisy, you guys leave. Take Gatsby's car. Like, he's immediately back into commando. Like, he's like, you guys leave. Take the car. Nick, Jordan, and I will head off here in a minute. And Nick's just sitting there, again, observing. And he goes, oh, today's my birthday. Which is so funny. So fucking funny. Like, that is so funny. Oh, today's my birthday. Like, he was so involved in everything else that was going on. <laughs> He couldn't even be bothered to... And it's, like, a big birthday. It's his 30th it's birthday. Just, oh, God, I wish we knew what day it was. Oh, I feel right. like it's August. So he could totally be a Virgo. A Virgo? If it's early September. He's a Virgo. So it's got to be early September, late August. Yeah, he could totally be a Virgo. Also, like, right in this chapter, like, Tom does kind of go off on, like, doing some more research into what yeah, Gatsby yeah. does. And he's like, you're totally a bootlegger. Yeah. So that's, like, a soft confirmation there. Yeah, and he brings up, like, too, like, he's like, I might not have always been honest to you, which, like, he fucking hasn't, but he's like, but Gatsby's no fucking different. Like, he's lying to you right now. Like, there are lies happening on both sides. Yeah. Um, Which I I don't know that if she had ended up with Gatsby, if her life would have been all that different. I don't think it was either. She would just get the honeymoon face for a little longer again. Yeah. And then what? He'd cheat on her. He'd right. find somebody else who yeah. was... Because yeah. once he has it... And the way, like, Tom knows he's won is, like, they're kind of... Gatsby's got this, like, weird look on his face, and he begins, like, talking to Daisy. Like, kind of how you talk to a dog. Like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, talking, like, in that kind of excited voice, like, to Daisy. And she goes, please, Tom, I can't stand this anymore. Kind of picking Tom. Which is upsetting, but mm-hmm. I yeah, get it. Whatever courage she had was definitely gone. Yeah, she, he, not only did Tom kick it out of her, but Gatsby, with all of his lies and, like, the way he responded to Tom, kind of, like, was throwing it away, too. Like, it, there was nothing left. Yeah. So, um, as Jordan, Tom, Nick and Tom make their way back, they stop by Mr. Wilson's house, and this is when they learn that Mrs. Wilson... Myrtle, Tom's mistress, has been hit and killed by a yellow car. Crazy. Which, not a lawyer, not advice. Don't do crimes in fucking very clear vehicles. Get a black Subaru. Yep. It's not that hard. And it's clear to them three who has killed 
Mrs. Wilson. Um, it's obviously Gatsby to them. And so at this point, which is like so funny, Tom hints very heavily to Mr. Wilson that it was Gatsby who committed this crime. Yeah. Like, like he all but saying Mr. Gatsby's name. He's like, it was Gatsby. And then later when they're home, Nick stabs at Jordan, who's like just trying to behave like everything's fucking chill. She's like, come on, let's head into the house. And he's like, no, I need a minute. She's like, what? And he's like, no, seriously, like I need a fucking minute. Yeah, somebody died. Yeah, like somebody's fucking dead. Like I can't even remember what she says. It's so annoying, actually. Let me see. No, but okay, here's another funny one. When Tom, Daisy, or no. Tom, Jordan, and Nick are driving up and they see outside of Myrtle's house um, that there's like a wreck. Mm-hmm. Tom goes, that's good. When's, <laughs> the husband will have Winston's a little getting business. getting a little bit of business. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. But the reaction he like, had when he did actually realize she was dead was pretty messed up. He was like pretty impacted, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like, I mean like and I think he was impacted, but I think he was more impacted because he was the one driving the yellow car when they mm-hmm. passed through earlier. So when Tom saw, when Mr. Wilson saw him, it was the assumption that Tom was the one who killed. So he's immediately like, no, 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 everybody, yeah. I just pulled up in that car. Yeah. I'm not me, like, as cash as he can be, but he's like, obviously heartbroken, but still trying to set up his alibi, which yeah. is funny. And yeah, so like I was saying, Jordan's like, um, Jordan's like, won't you come in, Nick? And he's like, no, I'm feeling sick. And she's like, it's only half past nine. Mm, no. oh, that's actually not the issue. So crazy. <laughs> and he's like, basically like, I'd be damned if I'd go in. I am sick of all these fucking Yeah, people. like, this is too much. And then he kind of goes for a walk around, and that's when he sees, um, Gatsby in the garden who and all but and not as many words confirms that daisy was actually the one driving the car who killed myrtle which again i love the irony that neither gatsby nor daisy knew that myrtle was the yeah. affair partner <laughs> only nick knows that nick and not even not jordan even jordan not even that. know yeah so nick is the only one who can and see he the just irony has to live this. with that like uh. <laughs> also gatsby's crazy because when he first sees nick he goes did you see any trouble on the road? Yeah, he's like, hey, like, do you see anything? You guys fully killed someone. <laughs> and like in the book, the way they describe it, like I guess a little mini trigger warning is that they basically hit her in the chest and like kind of sliced open her chest area. So it was no mistaking that she had been dead. Yeah. And even the witnesses at Wilson's, they can hear him saying. This is also an interesting thing that when, like, this is, like, the first time when Nick is talking to him, where, like, Gatsby's, like, I had a feeling, like, she didn't survive or whatever, but he was, like, I don't think anybody saw us. (laughs) Yeah. And then Nick goes verbatim. He said, I disliked him so much by this time that I didn't find it necessary to tell him that he was wrong. So this is the first time where he's just, like... It's not only, like, these people in general are crazy. It's, it's like, Gatsby's yeah. crazy. He's, like, part of... Gatsby's also in this grouping. Mm-hmm. Which is upsetting for him, because at this point, he had kind of put Gatsby on a pedestal. Like, there's this thing he says right at the very beginning. That's one of my favorite lines. Um, he says... 
Uh, Gatsby, if personality is an unbroken series of successful gestures, then there was something gorgeous about him, referring to Gatsby, some, some heightened sensitivity to the promise of life as if he were related to one of those intricate machines that registers earthquake 10,000 miles away. So he is like putting Gatsby as high as he can be. And so, and at this point he's literally like the only one seemingly affected by this woman's death. Mm -hmm. Like... The only one who cared, like, because, like, Gatsby's like, um, you know, Daisy seemed like she was doing okay afterwards. And he's like, I do not give a shit about Daisy. Yeah. You literally killed a woman. Literally. And I think it's strange, like, also, like, part of the reason that Myrtle died is she was running towards the car that she last saw Tom in. Yeah, so she was trying to get to Tom. It was, like, her escape from her husband. Because her husband was, at this point, physically abusing her because he had found out she had cheated on him. Only to be run over. By... Unknowingly. By his... Her... (laughs) Mister's wife. Complicated. and, And his wife's mister... Very complicated. So it's all very telenovela, like very telenovela. I would rewatch a movie version of this as a telenovela. Yes, that would be really good. That would be amazing. Somebody do that and tag Faith and I in. TNT get to work. We're trademarking it. (laughs) Um, so when Nick gets home, he like can't really sleep. Obviously, like they saw her body as well, so that would be like really fucking not good for anybody's mentality. And um. Gatsby's cleaning his gross car, and that's actually the night Gatsby tells Nick all the real truth about his story. And then he knew, like, when... Oh, I didn't like this line. So when he first saw Daisy, she was the first nice girl he'd ever met. And basically, as soon as... Like, first night he met her, he felt as if he was already married to her. So he already felt like he possessed this woman. Girl, at this point, she was probably, what, 16? He was probably 22 or something crazy? He was probably 18, drafted, recently drafted. Fingers crossed. Age gaps don't count. <laughs> Not in books where they don't actually mention anybody's age. Um. So I also want to point out that they had one single month. Yes. Of this love, love affair, if you can even call it that. Uh, which feels very Twilight. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is so, like, all or nothing for no reason. Literally. And um, during this night into morning, Gatsby's obviously acting erratic and strange. Um, he's, like, loving Daisy, waiting for her to call. He's worried Tom's going to beat her, but Nick feels very reassured that that is not going to happen. Yeah. Because um, he, like, looks into the window or something. Yeah, weird. he, like, peeks in when they're at the garden. He's, mm-hmm. like, and they're, like intimately discussing something yeah. he said it looked like they were plotting or scheming yeah he's like they don't look unhappy no they don't nobody looks like somebody just yeah. died and that's kind of like they're like the quintessential toxic couple where they're like wow a lot just happened what's our next move babe yeah well that <laughs> you know sucks. What, I mean? what do we do now <laughs> and it's like are we gonna acknowledge the uh literal no. death in the room just move up, move forward. Yeah. So during like this erratic morning, one of the servants come by. He's like, "I'm gonna drain the pool." And Gatsby's like, "No, don't do that. I haven't been in the pool." And he's like, "Oh, Nick, do you want to join me in the pool?" And Nick's like, "I actually have to go to work. Like, I literally work today." So he ends up calling Jordan, and they argue. And she's like, "You were kind of mean to me last night." Oh my! God. I literally, she <laughs> says something like, <laughs> "She's so trauma." It's so interesting, and um. 
Yeah, it's it's not great. But um, he also ends up calling Gatsby, but they're like, we're holding the line, so hang up. And he never gets to talk to Gatsby. Um, and then Nick, like, after reading the newspaper, kind of reflects on the events of what happens next because he wasn't there. Mm. Um, he had read the paper where Mr. Wilson had been determined to figure out who the car was owned by. And again, Tom had basically been like, oh, it's Gatsby. He lives right over in West Yeah, East, it's one of our neighbors for sure. It's over there. You should go look. Um, and there was nothing holding him back. One of the... There was a Greek gentleman who stayed with um, Mr. Wilson for a significant amount of this time. And when he left to go to bed, Mr. Wilson had disappeared. So at this point, he's walking all the way over to the eggs to get Gatsby. And, you know, at this point, Gatsby's still waiting for the call in the pool. And it was one of his house um, workers that heard the shots where Gatsby was dead in the pool and Wilson's body was a little bit off, a little ways off. And Nick thinks back to, like, the days after Gatsby's death and how the newspapers betrayed Gatsby and so did everybody in his life and how Gatsby was made to be Myrtle's mistress and that he killed her on purpose and then, you know, they... Then Mr. Wilson was just killing, you know, doing his right doing right by his wife. Yeah. And um, Nick even cries, tries to call, like, Daisy, but they had moved. And this must have happened within a week. Yeah. They fucking packed it and they, they were booted. They were out of there. Um, which, again, the only person who knows the truth is Nick. That's just a lot to, like... And, and he, they shoved this in the last 10 pages. Yeah, like, 10, no, 15 they pages. They did it out quick. Because, like, the last, like, 15 are really where Nick, Nick's just fucking flabbergasted about how nobody cares about Gatsby. Mm-hmm. And except for... Gatsby's father who comes in and he's like you know just some hillbilly from out in the midwest so wholesome and like he's like just wishing he had gotten more time with his son but everybody Nick talks to either implied that Gatsby got what he deserved or they needed something from his estate and Mm. no one's like this is really sad yeah and at the funeral literally no one comes yeah, him and his daughter are the only... Which is honestly devastating. Like, Yeah, whenever there's, like, a small funeral for somebody in, like, a fictional story, I'm always like, oh, oh. Yeah. That says it all. And so Nick kind of says, like, these are the last couple bits where he was like, after this, like, the East End was completely, completely haunted for me. Like, it was not home. Mm-hmm. And before he left, um, one day he just sees Tom Buchanan in New York and... He's like, oh, hey. And Tom's like, hey, how are you doing? And Nick's like, yo, what the fuck? What did you tell Mr. Wilson that night that he went and killed Gatsby? And Tom's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm completely innocent. I don't know what you're talking about. And Nick's just like, he's like, they are all horrible people. And Gatsby was above them. And when Nick leaves, like, the big ass mansion is completely empty and he goes to the beach and remembers the green light that Gatsby had put so much hope in. And basically he's like, we just got it. Like we can't deal with the past. Like, like the past is the past. We just got to keep going. Mm. And that's kind of how the book ends. Unsatisfying. So unsatisfying. I wish he would have thrown a punch at Tom or something. Yeah. He's too much of a, baby pissed boy but I do like that they throw in like uh, a little bit at the beginning of this chapter just like more about like how 
Gatsby was like idolizing their oldest their relationship. Basically, like when he was younger, like mm-hmm. we talked about it a little bit, but it's a lot of like him feeling like he like took her. He took what he could get at the time. Yeah. And then like I think probably took her virginity is what it is. They insinuate because there's a lot of white imagery in the book. Yeah, so I think he like took her that and then it's like he feels a little guilty for it, and then he's like, "Well, that's now what he I was feels like he get. possesses her." Like, yeah. So I think that plays. Despite him kind of that. being a whore. Yeah, well, he's a man. So men are allowed to be whores. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's the book. Crazy book. And now we're gonna move on to discussion. <laughs> discussion time. Discussion. So we already talked about how, like, some of these questions. So I think we should start with the. Um, uh, how did the reading the book in high school do you feel like it did anything i think this is like a really good book for teachers to teach in high school because there's a lot of like if you don't like to read then one it's really engaging yeah and there's a lot of like we said symbolism that you can like force down a teenager's throat if they're not good at like looking for that kind of thing yeah you can be like see see the green light see the eyeballs it's like don't shut up about them. For sure there's symbolism, but it's almost, like, literal at that point. Yeah. I mean, they literally say, like, at, at, with the eyes, they're literally, like... Their the eyes, <laughs> they're watching, like... Well, the- and at one point, Mr. Wilson's, like, shoving Myrtle against the wall, and he's like, look! And, like, the eyes, and the Greek guy's like, what the fuck do you mean? They're literally just, it's a picture. Uh, I, yeah, so that's why it's, like, the symbolism so- is what pisses me off the most about this book, because it's, like... I feel like there's so many other, like, points throughout the book where you can, like, find the hidden meaning, but then when he starts to force... Whenever an author starts to force things that's that yeah. hard, I just start to get annoyed. But I think that's why it makes it a good high school book for yeah. people. I can definitely... Because, like, the two big ones are the eye. Well, the three, it's, like, the eyes, the symbol, symbolism of the new and old money from the eggs, yeah. and then the stupid green light. And, um... One of the other ones I found was, like, a lot of the description of the women are, like white everybody gets white yeah and there's some weird stuff with daisy where daisy doesn't get white there's a part at the beginning mm-hmm. of the dinner yeah where like tom is talking about how they're old oh i actually have it right here yeah do you <laughs> have it? To the it's page. A, it like that that was the first time i read it like that it yeah. was so weird i did uh, when you mentioned it because like tom's going off on this tirade about how we cannot allow interracial marriage <laughs> which is like awesome great you you think a book written almost a hundred years ago would not have similar things. <laughs> similar things. <laughs> but he's like, um, it's such a It is weird... up to us who are the dominant race to watch out for these other races. And this whole time, Daisy's like, I'm okay, Tom. She's kind of pushing back. And then he goes, the idea that we're Nordics, I am, you are, and you are, and then he pauses, and he like he includes Daisy More after a significant pause, and she winks at Nick just so funny and then i also think it does say something about how like they're not related nick and daisy by blood yes they're related by marriage and then there are just some references to like daisy being like slightly othered Mm -hmm. in some way and then another one that i thought was weird which might have just been a phrase at the time where she's talking about how she knows jordan from like being a teenager in louisville Mm -hmm. and she said i know her from my white girlhood yeah, there is a lot of weird whiteness in that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's almost like she's like, oh, that fit. Yeah. I don't know. And then there's like, okay, this was a... There's only one part of this book that I like truly just like 
could not, cannot wrap my head around mm-hmm. why it's included. And it's during that dinner where Tom steps away to take the phone call. Yeah. And Daisy goes, do you want to hear the family knows. secret? Yeah. Why is that? If, okay, for context, the yeah. family secret she tries to tell. She doesn't finish it. She says, that's the butler. Do you see the butler's nose? And he says, yeah. And it's something about how he used he to be a sil- shoe. A silver a polisher. A silver polisher. And, but... And it started affecting his nose. And then things went from bad to worse till he had to give up the position, and that's it. And to me, that's not a family secret, because one, it's the butler. So... (sighs) Kitty cat. Bad cat. We can keep going. (laughs) So one, that either implies that the butler is Is a a member of the family. And in knowing... Which would kind of go along with the fact that Daisy might not be a white person, because all of the... Because any reference to a nose in a book from this era, I'm sorry not to be racist There's myself. There's so much. But no, no, we, it's significant in it's this book. Significant. They even use the Jewish slur, the K slur, that I oh, didn't really? know was a slur. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one where it's like, what are you even saying? Literally. But, no, so to me, that's how I read that, too, where it's like... Yeah. Maybe. I also looked it up online because I was so confused about it. And some theories were that they were saying that since it was like a implication that they don't have as much money as you think they would because mm-hmm. they're hiring people that aren't qualified for their jobs. They're hiring yeah. random people. They're like hiring this random silver shiner to be a butler instead mm. of like... But I don't think that's as valid. I don't think... I don't know. I think... So, if we're going with Fitzgerald wrote this, who is mighty anti-Semitic. Yeah. And there's two things that didn't need to be It could just be a racist thing about his nose. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. But I don't understand no that there's still no reason to say it's a family secret. Do you want yeah. to hear a secret about the butler's nose? Or you could say, do you want to hear a secret about the butler? But he threw in those two... I- yeah. yeah. So, that one always fucks with me. Yeah. And these are, these are the types of themes that we don't talk about in school really they're like who's who's uh gatsby's foil i'm like i've never used the word foil since this fucking important and it's just i think in high school it just got me so riled up about like all these other different things because like i don't know there's just like other important symbolism and stuff like i don't give a this goes into my next question what are your thoughts about the green light i don't give a shit about the green light like the symbolism is there's so much else going on. Yeah. It's like, I don't need a green light. Maybe somebody, maybe maybe there's people out there, readers out there, who need that kind of thing. Obviously, he was pining for, for the whole he's time. He's an incel. Ob- yes. And he's a <laughs> he's freak, an obsessive bitch. And it's like, I don't think there needed to be a green light. He could have just been looking from shore to shore. Yeah. That's what he was doing anyway. That's implied yeah, the Im- he literally bought a house across the bay to look. Like, the green light could have not been there. And then afterward, when Nick's like, sees the green light, he's like, we shouldn't even pine. So the symbolism doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter because... The shore could have been it. I'm honestly but, sick of the green Yeah, light. no, I just think the green light's a bit, like, it's in your face. It's tr- and yeah. Like, Out of all the things that, like, we could have continued discussing in school, mm-hmm. we're going to focus on this stupid green light. <sighs> It's it's really try hard. It's just a little extra. Honestly. And we talked a lot about like the fan theory like the gay stuff, um, the the possibility of Zelda writing it. Um Yeah, and then we just mentioned the one about Daisy possibly not being 
A purebred Nordic. Weird mentions about race, like going through and reading at this yeah. time. There, there are a lot of weird, like when they describe Mister Wolfshine. Ooh, let me find when they do that. Oh, that that's just like that's the nose is every fifth word. <laughs> Literally, where the hell is it? Oh, also, that so there sense. is like we should have talked. That I have two questions. Go is ahead. there a piece of symbolism that you think maybe deserved? More wrecking. Like, can you think of, like, Ooh, more a different thing that they use as symbolism where you're like, I'm trying to think. I know I had one in mind. And you forgot. Oh, wait, here's one that's fun. So, like, one of, like, for me, like, when I think of, like, The Great Gatsby, one of the scenes that always comes to my head is the girls laying on the couch and, like, the wind is yeah, blowing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And they're, like, two young women buoyed up as though upon an anchored balloon and every time it references that as soon as tom buchanan comes in it's like bam. they go back to the ground yeah so it's like i kind of like how i would have loved to discuss anchor. more yeah in school like i have every time they talk about tom when tom says anything it is like tom demanded tom snapped mm-hmm. tom insisted i would have loved to talk more about that yeah in, in school like why is Tom being described so, so aggressively? Yeah. Like, it's to the point where I'm like, whoever wrote Tom is able to recognize the difference in this toxic masculinity versus not. And I just don't think that's a very common thing. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I don't it's know. very strange. No, there's so many other like, things that w- are so strange. I have this line, too. So this is after they were talking about when they met Jordan, like, from her white girlhood. This is what Tom says after that. Did you give Nick a little heart-to-heart talk on the Verdant... Verdant... Whatever the hell. Demanded Tom suddenly. That's Demanded. a normal sentence. Yeah. <laughs> you just said, like, a normal thing. But then it kind of feels like, did you give Nick a little heart-to-heart? Like, that's how I feel it when it's it, like, I hear it's Demanded. So- overly aggressive for just like what sound like regular and i was finding the thing about mr wolfsheim a small flat-nosed jew yeah it just doesn't i'm like you can't say those things and yeah just stuff like that i I think i would have preferred like if this was being read in college we would focus more on like the race things are really interesting yeah and, like, there's a lot of juxtaposition or, like, conflicting sentences that I thought were interesting when I remembered reading a while back. From my perspective, it's, like, Nick definitely comes from, like, a more hyper-liberal family than yeah. of the time. It says something, like, about how his family immigrated to America and, like, really quickly on... Um, like, it said something about his grandfather sending in a substitute for the Civil War. Yeah. So he, like, actively did not, which also, he could just be a lazy, like... He, he could have been, yeah, like, Trump. dodge draft, <laughs> like, draft dodger. Yeah. But I thought it was, like, a weird, like, thing just to throw in to be like, hey, he didn't want to fight in the Civil War. Yeah. Which, and then they also say that they are descended from the Dukes of... Buclo. Buclea. Buclo. But they're like, that's not actually true. Yeah. So they're kind of trying to give themselves this upper hand, even though they don't really need it. I don't know. It's all weird. I could definitely see them being some sort of other, or enough to be in um, understanding with 
I totally ripped the first page of my book while we were doing Oh, no. <laughs> so annoying. Um, okay, so theories, stupid green light. So you didn't read the ending. How do you feel about it? So for me, the first, like, three... The first part that we went over of this book is so magnificent and amazing to me. Like, just, like, comes to me perfect, vivid. And I think it kind of has to do, too, with, like, Nick arriving in New York. It's magic. The city's beautiful. For me, that's so much more interesting. And also, I think we've talked about this, where when... A major point of conflict is a misunderstanding. Oh my god, it's so (laughs) annoying. I want to die. Literally. He didn't hit her with the car. He wasn't... That wasn't his mistress. No. Nobody talks. Not even Nick at that (laughs) point. Which, like, Nick, that's not honesty. You were literally being dishonest. It makes me sick when that is, like, the problem. Like, just talk. When conflict could be so easily solved. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... Honestly, I'm also bad with the love triangle. Yeah, I don't fucks with love triangles very much. I think it's the only way this book could have ended was what happened. Yes. But I don't find it as necessary to read and as enjoyable. I do think the end, like, I don't, I couldn't think of another way to end it. Oh, it's perfect. Like, what, Gatsby's gonna run off with Daisy leaving their little kid and Tom behind? Like... Everybody's no. happy. No. Yeah. Ooh, everybody's happy. Myrtle Except and Tom, Tom are together. Daisy <laughs> and Gatsby are together. Wilson's totally chill. He bought that car from Tom and, and was Nick vibing. goes to dinner party like yeah. every other day. He goes Nick from one vibes. to the other. No, that couldn't have happened. It had to end this way. But yeah, I don't know. I just get like in the awkwardness in the like scene when they're at the hotel. That stresses me out. Like in the movie too. Fun to read. And the movie's, like, a quick movie. It's only, like, an hour 30, which is funny because we're about an hour 30. Yeah, true. We have more to say than the movie did. (laughs) But one of my favorite things, like, when they're at that spot... This is completely random and not really what we were talking about. But, like, I love that, like, Tom's like, he's wearing a pink suit. (laughs) Like, are you not grossed out by that? Are we all aware that he's wearing a pink suit? It's like when Barack Obama wore the tan. <laughs> like Everyone was like, um... It's like, why are we still listening to what he is saying? <laughs> are you guys not disturbed? And I think it kind of sucks, too, that, like, right at the very end, Tom's, like, gets a redemption, like, a redemption arc, air quotes, mm-hmm. with Daisy. When it's like, Daisy's an ass. Daisy's a bitch. She's literally a Fuck bitch. Fuck her up. <laughs> so and I think, in all honesty, what changed her mind fully besides Gatsby's erratic behavior is the fact that learning he was a bootlegger and that the money could disappear at any point. True. Yeah. Like, Tom's got his money. She's got his, like, her money yeah. from family. And, like, that, like... Yeah, like, I think she kind of just realized she was like... Also... She's, I don't think she's ever taken a strong stance in her life. I'm going to, I'm going to venture to say. So when Gatsby's like, hey, you're going to leave him and you're going to be with me now. She's going to be like, I'm going to leave him and be with you now. And then Tom's like, no, you're going to stay with me. She's like, okay. Okay. And then Nick's like, it's my birthday. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, she's perfect weak female character. Literally. Awesome. And that's what I, I said I wrote, like, um, because I read this in f- 
sophomore year, I think, oh, honors reading is when we read it. And then I reread it and wrote a paper about it in AP English. About, like, how the... Because this is one of the things in high school, too, that I, I thought would have been more recognizable symbolism to discuss. Um, the fact that the three women, Myrtle, Jordan, and uh, Daisy, represent three super different types of women. True. It's kind of the only three types of women that at were the allowed, time. Yeah, yeah, that were allowed at the time. It's like, if you, you have to be one. And how, like, at Jordan, the free range, like, does whatever she wants, is kind of, uh, like, described as dishonest and a liar and, a f- and honestly a little bit of a floozy from that yeah. perspective of that, those times. Mm-hmm. Whereas Daisy's the innocent, blah 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 And then Myrtle's, like, the wife. The board housewife. Yeah. Also the slide. The real slut. Yeah, the real slut. Yeah. So it's like, those types of symbolisms would have been nice to discuss. Yeah. And I think we all need to get on the Daisy hate train. Like, yeah, as I'm a sorry. community. She's so... Not only is she boring, but she... There's nothing to me that's more frustrating than somebody that will never... I would rather somebody have the wrong opinion every time mm-hmm. than somebody have no opinion. It's very Hamilton, Aaron Burr. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, that's why you're not getting elected. And, that's, and it's like, Daisy, that's why you don't have any friends. Exactly. That's why, <laughs> that's why you keep killing people, Daisy. Exactly. That's why you're never going to be happy in your lives. Because you won't even try to take a stand on anything. And well, then there's, like, something in reference where Nick Carraway is like, he's finally free. Like, some... I forget what he says, where he's, like, he's, like he's better off nice. dead. Yeah. yeah. Which he is. Like, yeah. Daisy was never going to call him. No. Oh. And, I mean, you spend all of your life focused on one dream. Like, sorry. You're, yeah. You're going to get... You're going to get this... Like, he has hyped it up to so... So much. He like nothing to live for. No, literally nothing outside of Daisy to live for, which is... It's, it's honestly giving insult. Like, I know I it said really it earlier is. as a little bit of a joke, but, like, it is... Really is like I feel like uh, Tom and Gatsby. If we were to rewrite this in this day and age, would be two different sides of the incel platform. Yeah, it'd be neo Nazi as Tom uh-huh. and nice guy as Gatsby. Yeah, we call them supplicants. Oh, is like, that the real real word? Oh, it's it's basically like a version mm. of simp that's like more oh, intense, like, that. like a, a bit more of a. Classical era supplicant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. So that would be Gatsby. Yeah, a, a classic supplicant behavior from him. Yeah. And, like, to the point where he lived across from Daisy for, what, maybe a year? Never once even... So embarrassing. Like, speak your truth, dude. Write her a fucking letter. Write her a letter, dude. Like, Start a letter correspondence. I bet if they had started a letter correspondence... Oh my god, it would have been so different at the end. She would have been like, yeah, I fucking hate Tom. Exactly. Or honestly, if he was too scared to talk to her, even just seeing her like face to face, like, I'm sorry, not to encourage stalking behavior. Take a lap around her house a few times. (laughs) Literally. You got a boat? Boat over there. Boat, like, so many things. Go say. Don't stalk, but like. Go say you're new to the neighborhood and go introduce yourself to every neighborhood. Oh my god, are you. Is that Daisy? Then, yeah. There's oh my so God, many hey. possibilities. Because he's, he's not, he is doing stalking behavior. Yeah. Like, no matter what. He's just bad at it. He's so bad at he's it. He just sucks at it. Like, let me just stalk her from across the bay and not be able to look into her house and instead think this green light is her. Like, I'm um, sorry. Go to what? the other side of the bay. Just go, just Lazy drive ass. your stupid yellow car. 
You so annoying, honestly, too. And I They're think that's why I like the beginning of the book where it's just Nick Carraway yeah, talking. Nick, I love Nick. Love him. So reasonable. I do think he should have gone to the police with his information at the very end oh, of the book. I there. mean, like, yeah. I mean, usually, like, let's be honest, what are they going to do? They're like, but this is what looks like it happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the, there's blood on the floor. Mop it up. Mop <laughs> the, that the shit up. <laughs> Yeah, I think we can go into the, a little bit of what we think about each character because we're already kind of doing that. We yeah. already discussed Gatsby and Daisy, like Tom to boot, but like Nick, I, I honestly think is Nick's a That's good right. narrator. Yeah, he's a great one of the best narrators, and he's, I would venture to say, the most interesting person in the book. I would too. Like. He's also just, like, I feel like he's one of the people that, like, gets validated from other people's impressions of it. Or maybe it's because he's so neutral. He says that at the beginning, where it's, like, people kind of latch on to him because he's so neutral. Yeah. They're like, oh, you neither hate me nor are you obsessed with me. I need to get you to do one or the other. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like Gatsby was the only person that he was kind of instantly attached to without... Yeah. Like, Gatsby wasn't like, I want to be friends with you. He was like, I want to fuck your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> and I need you to be, around. I need like, you to around. be around, yeah. <laughs> and I think because of that, Gatsby, or Nick was like, Gatsby rocks. Gatsby like, Gatsby rocks. doesn't want me to love him or he's expects awesome. this behavior from me. Like, he's just a dude obsessed with a woman, which, like... Mm-hmm. And even Nick tries to bring him down back to reality. Like, he's like, no, no, uh, over here, don't do that. Like, don't even know her. You know what it's been? I mean, like, he's like, he's like, you can't repeat the past. And Gatsby's like, yes, you, you literally can. You literally can. Which, I mean, the past does repeat itself, but not at those micro levels. Like, yeah, not every detail of it. It's <sighs> never going to be the exact same. But yeah, Nick like, Haraway, he's awesome. He's Tom, the smartest person in the movie. Thumbs down. Daisy, Tom thumbs seems down. very obvious. Daisy's been more of a complicated thumbs down because she doesn't even feel like a real person to me. She literally just feels like I'm sorry. Air. It's just like, yeah, she's... Which is well. interesting because if this was written by Zelda, typically when people write, they put themselves in a character. Yeah, but they could also just write how they're viewed. Or she put herself in as Nick, the person who just observes. True. Because Nick doesn't feel very male or female at any point. No, never. Nick could be, like, how she sees herself, and then Daisy could be how others see her. Yeah, something like that. That Because interesting. Because, like, really, Nick doesn't, like, I don't feel Nick is gendered besides, like, the name outside of that. And And the general respect he gets from the males around him. And I mean, like, to the point... That's a very masculine trait. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where, like, you know his birthday's forgotten about by him and others. Like, that's something that probably happened to a bunch of women back in the day. True. Like, Yeah, no, he's... He's an enigma, and I love him. I love him so much. Nick, thumbs up. Gatsby, Jordan's cool, too. Sideways. Gatsby, sideways. Gatsby, it's like, at least you care about something. Um, Jordan, I agree. I, I was gonna say thumbs up for Jordan. Thumbs up for Jordan. She's just a boss bit, Like, she, girl boss. She's fine. <laughs> Compulsive liar. She knows who she is. She knows what she's about. She's she does sports even if it is golf. She which has I don't think a, is a sport. job. She's she has and a full ass job. Yeah. Like she lives with her aunt, her senile old aunt. Yeah, which shout out to her. Now I think she's actually a complex person. Yeah, and I'm sure she's got some weird back history where like, because she was always a little bit younger than all the other girls, so maybe she needed certain attentions on her. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. But yeah, super interesting girl. 
And I talked about a lot of my favorite lines. Do you have any favorite lines you want to mention before we are done? Um, oh, we forgot about the whole, like, fucking... They foreshadowed the car really hard. He tells Daisy she's a rotten driver, and he goes, well, other people are good drivers. I think that's Jordan. Oh, it is Jordan. Because that's when he's, like, realizing she's a liar. Yeah. But still... Yeah, still a bit. Because she kind of insinuates at that point that two people have to be bad at driving in order to cause an accident. She's like, well, I'm just one. Yeah, so... (laughs) I'm just one piece of the puzzle. What are you going to do about it? Here, I can read some of mine. Yeah. Because I put stars next to mine. I already read the one that I liked about the comparing Gatsby to the earthquake machine, which I just, I think that one's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And then one of my others is when he first meets Jordan and what's her face? Daisy. And yeah, I was talking to, talking about Jordan. She was extended full length at the end of her, of the divan, whatever that is, completely motionless with her chin raised a little as if she were balancing something on it, which was quite likely to fall. And then later in the, in the like chapter paragraphs, he's like, then she moved around like it did fall. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's awesome. I just found, okay, this isn't one of my favorite lines because it's deep, but I thought this was a massive burn by okay. Nick Carraway. I When I read this, I laugh so hard. This is during the one where Tom has just read his like Nazi book or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then the phone call comes yeah. from the woman. And Nick says, this is so funny. He said... As for Tom, the fact that he had some woman in New York was really less surprising than that he had been depressed by a book. <laughs> that is, like, that is so crazy. That's fucking... Oh my lordy. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> I'd love that. Oh Which my. is funny because that whole dinner, Daisy's like putting Tom down. Like, Tom likes to read awfully long words and awfully big books. <laughs> Oh, One of my so other favorite things, they, they're all at the beginning too, which is interesting, is when really Mr. Well McKee written. shows up at the uh, house, he's got this little bit of shaving foam on his face. Oh, yeah. Because they had just, and then like Nick is fucking hyper fixated on it because he's Mr. So McKee bothered. falls asleep and he goes, taking out my handkerchief, I wiped from his cheek the remains of the spot of dried lather that had worried me all afternoon. Literally. And actually, I thought there was a line in the book about this, but maybe it was something we talked about forever ago, where in my head, he had said something about being like, his wife obviously doesn't care about him. Yeah. But it's never actually said. I don't think it is. Because like, his wife's like... Implied, like, okay, if... Like, it's like your wife should notice that and want to, like, get it off. Yeah. But... Unless that's his bad side and he didn't want anyone seeing him from yeah, his bad side. Yeah, he kind side. of tries to keep it away. <laughs> but those were some of my favorite lines. Yeah, I love those I mean, lines. there's so many. It's infinite. Go on Goodreads, Just everybody. Just read this book, guys. Like, yeah. it's so good. Bring your highlighter. It's a, on Libby, the library app, which Faith doesn't use because she's a paper paperback girly. Paper honestly, my favorite quote is the entire first page. That is such... I mean, honestly, like, when I read this as a kid, I never, like, but now I'm an adult and I'm like, fucking sick way to live yeah way to go like amazing okay and so yeah yeah, we'll end we'll end it there follow us on tiktok on youtube um go stream go stream it follow give us a review 
uh, stars, five stars on Spotify. Spotify reviews. Apple, I guess, if you listen on Apple. Yeah, or transfer over to Spotify. Yeah, apparently Apple's, like, a big thing for, like, um, analytics, but I'm like, I literally don't know one single person who uses Apple Yeah, I really don't. But if you're on Spotify, give us a review, five stars. And if Um, you're on Apple, don't feel bad. Well, feel well, a little bad. Get on the get on the Spotify. You've probably bucket. faced enough shame in your life. <laughs> we'll t- we'll we'll give it to you, but you gotta give us a five star review or else. <laughs> oh, yikes! Make it worth it. Um, what else was I gonna say? The library, the Cincinnati Library, where we're at in Cincy. Um, you can get your books online for free, so that's always good. Like Gatsby's on there, except for at like the middle of the year when all the high schoolers are reading it. But <laughs> besides that, my name's Blue, and I love to read. My name is Faith. Thank you for having me. I like to read sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes, here and there.